Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome, 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 and thank you for choosing to listen to our Black and Rose podcast, Kidder Street Noise. Before we get into this week's episode, can I please ask you to like, follow, or subscribe on whichever podcast provider you are listening to this episode on? It really helps the podcast and would mean a lot to both me and Lewis. If you want to get in touch with us or you want to be a guest on the podcast, then you can reach us on Twitter at KidderSTNoise. Feel free to DM us on there or reply to any of our tweets or your questions and we will get back to you. Again, thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. Now let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello, yes, we are back with another episode of Kidder Street Noise. We are joining you after what's been a so-so week with Blackburn Rovers, um, getting our win in the cup against Bradford away. Followed by the disappointing result at home to Stoke in the league. Lewis, I'll let you talk to the Bradford game since you went. Yeah, um, good result. Uh, I thought we played really well. Um, you know, very similar uh, situation to the uh, first round against the uh, Hartlepool young team. But, you know, to say how inexperienced they were, the football they played was brilliant at times, um, particularly on the counter attack. Yeah, um, I was a bit worried um, when we saw the team line up, and obviously Morton was playing centre back. I was a bit worried it was going to be a tougher night because I think Bradford yeah, got a quite a strong team, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, I think that's just a problem we've got at the minute with the lack of depth. You know, um, obviously we're looking to try and get well. We've got um, high on from um, from yeah. Coventry, aren't we now? So uh, so that will help. Um, but but I think that was just it, you know we almost had to play uh, Morton at, um, at centre-back because there was no other options yeah. you know obviously with Carter and uh, Wharton out injured but um, yeah the way we played was uh, was uh, just as good as the result I think yeah I listened to it on uh, Radio Lancaster and it said like the second half it sounded like we had all the ball and we were all over and I texted you to say like yeah. is, it, is this really happening I thought we'd be <laughs> under a lot more pressure usually like when we were a goal up away from home you expect us to almost like sit back and just try and defend the lead but it sounded like we were just going gun call to try and seal the win yeah, another goal for Dak as well which was uh, good to see and um, it, it looked like very fit um, yeah it, it does so. look slim and um, 
I mean, obviously rewarded with a start on Saturday, wasn't he? Where he, he, did, he did play well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know whether he is fully fit yet. He said on Instagram, didn't he, that he, this is like the fitness he's felt mm. in a long time. And just, um, it's just getting that match fitness, really. But we were rewarded with um, an away tie in the next round, West Ham United away. Yeah, very interesting draw. I said um, at, at first, I, I felt a bit underwhelmed by it. Like, and when it came up, like West Ham, uh, the, the first uh, team. I was like, oh, you don't want to go there midweek. And I was like, number four, I was like, we are doing. Yeah, um, yeah like, it's either on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, isn't it? But West Ham have got through to the Conference League now, so it's probably going to be on the Wednesday. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Wednesday. So, I mean, I might I might have got, I, I still might go, but I was, I'd probably more like to go if it was on the Tuesday because I've got Wednesdays off uni up until Christmas. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just think like, because they are such a strong team, we're less likely to go through. It's a bit frustrating that you didn't get almost like a bigger team that you guarantee. Because you get, I know in the Carabao Cup, you get 45% of the ticket revenue, but yeah. oh, West Ham going to sell out a home game against us in the Cup. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what worries me. If you get like a Man United or a Man City, you're going to get quite a number on. But I think for West Ham, if they only sell like half the ground or whatever, it's not really worth going out the Cup for. I could have done with like a home game or. I mean, if we got West Ham at home, we'd probably get a decent crowd on because they use. I know for the FA Cup, they brought a few thousand down, so yeah. it might have been even worth having it at home and even getting a better chance at going through then. Um, but yeah, 45% of ticket revenue, I can't see as being selected for Sky. I think Chelsea have got a Premier League. There's a, there's a few big games in, there in, yeah. the, in, the, in the draw, so yeah, I don't think it'll be. will be on TV as always. So yeah. Uh, that's another <laughs> slot done. I don't think it'll be selected for Sky. Um, I suppose. A disappointing thing is when the the game falls because obviously we've got Burnley away at the weekend, so you, you know we're going to play a weakened team. Yeah. Um, which is you know, it it, it 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 points towards us going out even if West Ham play their second string. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I think yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It suits us being the underdogs, though, especially like the way we're playing now, like sitting back and being the counter attack with the pace we've got up front. Um, just hope the young lads can go there if he does play like a young second string team. Just go there and play it out of here and just enjoy the experience playing in such a massive stadium like that. Um, against some, I'm sure there will be some experienced players in there as well. It won't all be yeah. West Ham. You play. I mean, they're not they're not the greatest starts of the season, so I'm sure Moyes will want to get another win, whether it be in the cup or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Sammy Schmodick's reacting to it and. Um... Obviously, I, I think he's a West Ham fan. He was like, "Oh my god, like dream draw," you know. Yeah, yeah. But then, if you feel he doesn't play, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> After the win midweek in the cup, we moved on to the Stoke home game. I think confidence was quite high going into the Stoke game. Obviously, the win in the cup, we expected like building it from there, but obviously it wasn't to be. Um, you didn't go, did you? At the cricket? No, I was at the Test match on uh, Saturday, so no, I didn't go, but. I've heard a lot about it, and people were saying in the first half it was shocking, and in the second half we just couldn't score. Obviously, you know, I don't know how close to the the truth that is, but <laughs> well, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a case of being shocking in the first half. I think Stoke had a game plan and they executed it quite well. So they set up like flat four at the back, and it was almost like one sitting in midfield, and then like a front five pressing us all the time. So whenever Kaminsky had the ball. None of all his short options are taken by the, the store forward line, and then if he kicked it long, Aidan Flint was just sat there heading balls back into our box, and they already mm. pushed up, so they were winning them second balls as well. 
Um, there are a couple of times where Kaminsky passed it out and gave away possession, and that's where Stokes most of the chances came from. Um, they set up really well, they pressed really high, but then in the second half, because they've been pressing so much, they got to like the 60th minute and they were absolutely knackered, and that's when like, all the spaces opened that's when up. We had to take advantage yeah. really to get anything out of the game. Um, and we did. I mean, Diaz should have had a penalty. Um, we scored two goals where the referee's doing a free kick, and we lit. If he lets it run for a second, the ball's in the back of the net, and yeah. it's so frustrating when, like, we're almost constantly being told that referees want to like allow player to go on and allow football to keep going, but he's dragging things back on the edge of the box, not even booking players, and literally two two more touches in the back of the net. Um, the goal was disappointing. I think I've seen, it, I've seen quite a few people blaming Kaminsky. Um, yeah, I, I, I think in. Um, in real time, it's easy to do that. Yeah, you know, I think well, Kaminsky well, well, be with himself, but it yeah. did bounce right in front of him. Yeah, and he shouldn't have been allowed to have a free shot and goal from that far anyway. Um, but we just we just give him the ball. It was like although even when they weren't pressing, we were we were just passing the ball into midfield too quickly and just letting giving him a chance of like a 50-50 challenge rather than like standing on the ball and waiting for them to press and create gaps we were just passing it into midfield just obviously Thomason wants to like keep the ball moving and keep it fast paced but sometimes you need to stand on the ball and let the opposition make a mistake or like leave the position before you can start playing the pass we were just playing the pass for passing sake um, but yeah the, the Diaz penalty he's started to get a reputation now hasn't he like yeah if I said if that's Dwight Gale at the other end it's a penalty all day and the player gets booked but it seems at the minute that every time Diaz goes down in the box the referee just doesn't want to give it because of his reputation that he's got yeah um, which is frustration which is frustrating um, but yeah the players just shot confidence Buckley was poor Travis struggled couldn't really get a foothold of the game um, Hedges was superb when he came on. That was the only positive, really, that I could see. Ryan Hedges, super fun. He's, he's class. He's absolutely class. Um, just people getting in his way. Just let him do what he wants and get out of his way. Um, Ayala again got man of the match. Um, just I think what's worrying now is now, is, especially now he's signed high. I'm like, who gets in when everyone's yeah. fit? Mm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. When not every. Not every defender is going to stay fully fit all, all season, so mm. that's not a massive thing to worry about. But it's going to make Thomason's selection a lot harder. I mean, I've even said someone, um, I've even seen someone say that uh, if we were to sign Van Heck on loan again, like where does he fit in? You know, but but I, I think that's I don't know for me. I think if you do sign Van Heck on loan, you know, I mean it's very unlikely that it's going to happen. But if we do somehow manage to do it, I think. He still starts. Yeah. Um, I think um, I've seen people yeah. that want to like start playing like a five at the back so can play the three centre-backs and stuff, but I don't think you should be changing formation just to fit players in. You yeah, just to accommodate players. another centre-half. That yeah. uh, doesn't really... It should be your best players being fit into your more suited formation. I think the formation we're playing now suit, suits us and that's the way that Thomason wants to yeah. play. But yeah, it was a, a disappointing day. But any other day, like obviously Kaminsky saves Baker's shot. Apart from... I mean, he made two class saves just before the goal um, so if, if you go in 0-0 uh, if it's still 0-0 going to the last 20 minutes I think with how tired they were they would have got more desperate to maybe snatch a goal and even more gaps would have opened up but I think it's just so frustrating like we've not created chances in the last three or four games and then the chances we have created this week have been 
the referee's blowing yeah. back for a free kick and since more grew less we're not being good at free kick so <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give us uh, we don't want D- it Diaz smashed one straight at the, the defender like 10 yards away from him which was frustrating but then Pickering had the next one he got subbed off just after and I think I think that was why because he just smashed it about 30 yards over the bar um, from right on the edge of the box but yeah it's frustrating but plenty of chances to turn it around this week we've got Blackpool away tomorrow night yeah, we're looking to get uh, it back to winning ways and get the season's many local derbies off to a good start. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, we're, we're going, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, getting the train tomorrow. But they always are big games, aren't they, local derbies? But yeah, of course. I think um, with the run we're on at the minute, especially in the league, I think it makes it even more important. I mean, Blackpool have, have had an okay start to the season, but the last two games have both finished 3-3, so they are scoring goals, but... Leaking them as well. They're also yeah. conceding a lot, so um, I think we need to score a few goals. We need to get a couple of players on the score sheet and obviously get the win as well. Um, but it's going to be a tough night. It always is. They're going to make it hard on their ground, and um, I mean, it's lucky that we're playing them in August and not yeah. like November or December because <laughs> it's actually freezing on the later in the winter. Um, so yeah, their last five games, spot about two, three, three draws, beat QPR away. And lost at home to Swansea and then knocked out with Bleed Cup by Barrow at home as well. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, just a, a mixed match start of the season for them. I thought they'd be happy with, too happy with that. Um, do you think he'll go with the same team tomorrow? Um, I, I've been surprised if he makes, uh, I, I was surprised, sorry, <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if, he, uh, if he makes too many changes. Um, I mean, Dak, would you, would you start him again? Um, I think he'll drop Dolan. I think he'll play yeah. Hedges, Diaz, and Dak as like a front three. I think he'll keep the midfield three of Buckley, Travis, and Morton. Uh, Morton play well on Saturday. He's a mm. good player. Um, and I think he'll drop Phillips for Hyam. I think he'll start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like, who do you play right back? Because I mean, Carter's getting to that back where, he, where he's quite fit again now. Mm. Will he play right back? And. Um, because Britain's still out I think they've said he's definitely won't be playing tomorrow I mean Costello was alright on Saturday but I think Costello um, I think, I think it, he gets a lot of stick but I, last week against Bradford it was probably one of the standouts and I, I know obviously it's only Bradford, Bradford but yeah. it's easy to say that you know you can only play against what's in front of you and he played really well I thought yeah um, he's becoming like a bit of a scapegoat you know, like Jason yeah, he's like steady yeah. away he's going to he defends well he gets stuck in and he's tidy on the ball like, I, don't, I don't know what people expect from him he's not going to bomb down the line and score a 30 no. yard mm. oh, but people just aren't happy with feels like with our family so unfortunately someone has to be that oh, player someone has to be that yeah. I mean we've had it happen with Jason Law and I mean Smallwood got it for a bit I mean Elliot Bennett <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's always been certain scapegoals in playing for every single thing that's gone wrong um, time and time again uh, so yeah I think Hyam will come in tomorrow to make his debut and then we've got Bristol City on Saturday at home yeah. and they've had a, a yeah, similar start to well similar start to well, similar start to Blackpool very, very mixed bag um, yeah. so yeah that should be another interesting game there yeah I think since they had um, Nigel Pearson uh, slating the referees for the penalty they conceived against Hull mm. um, they've, they've done quite well since then <laughs> Um, a draw away at Wigan three wins on the bounce um, and then 
drawing at Blackpool on Saturday. I think they were three one up at one point in that game. I don't think they should have. Uh, I think the the three three probably was a better result for Blackpool than it was for them. Um, but yeah, just looking at the championship results from the weekend. Obviously, I was losing one 0 to Stoke. Um, Cardiff drew nil nil with Preston. Another nil nil for yeah, Preston. Yeah, five out of six, isn't it? That's, yeah. well, it must be tough to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I think like when they eventually score a goal but it's like might be 3-0 down they get a consolation yeah, goal they get, they're going on the pitch on it Huddersfield 2 West Brom 2 that's another poor result for West Brom really um, Hull 3 Coventry 2 and that's when I noticed that there was something going on with a high arm deal because he wasn't in the squad yeah, at all I saw, I saw um, Coventry's tweet before the game it was like it, it was like he hasn't travelled today and a bid's been accepted in the last 24 hours so I was like yeah signed him aren't we yeah. uh, and then obviously it was confirmed on the Sunday night weren't it uh, yeah. Hull started really well um, I, I fancy them to do well the, over, yeah. over the whole course of the season really um, Middlesbrough beat Swansea 2-1 um, Reading win another win like, top of yeah. the league now I, I know, absolutely flying I know, yeah. um, well, like we said like the, the 4-0 that they got against Rotherham we, we said that that would be like could make or break and they could add completely yeah. flop after that yeah. and then obviously the Beatles the game after them. and the way they bounced back has been ridiculous really hasn't it um, yeah. yeah yeah but it's a championship again like, who would have predicted that Reading would be top of the league after six games no definitely um, not definitely not you know, when, it, when you take into account where they finished last season yeah uh, yeah Rotherham yeah. 2 Birmingham 0 QPR beating Watford at Watford as well which is a big result for QPR um, and then them lot down the road they travelled to Wigan didn't they and beat them oh. 5-1 um, couldn't believe that when uh, obviously I was at the cricket and I was looking at my phone and it was 3-1 4-1 5 I was like oh my god because I, I was like oh, if them lot are on a train on my own and they were as well I was like, oh yeah. they, they got on at, um, it, weren't, it weren't Wigan they got on at we were like I was in Bolton somewhere I don't know why they were there I think they um, change on like the direct line to Wigan now though because we have right. to change when we go yeah. in a couple of weeks um, but yeah they got on and I was just like oh just get me off this train now yeah um, yeah hopefully Wigan are as accommodating when we go in a couple of weeks because like five ones a big scoreline in the championship no matter who you're up against like to concede yeah. five goals at home is pretty poor um, Norwich beat Sunderland one at Sunderland and that was like controversial because of what happened with Alex Neal going to Stoke it's mm. a bit of a, a bit of a weird move that I, didn't, I mean he's had quite a lot of clubs hasn't he he has yeah he's obviously started in Scotland and Norwich and well, he's been to Preston um, but yeah it just feels like it, it's not like a massive jump up for him is it it's not it's not and I think for if you look at it from like Sunderland's point of view and I know they're not really like sacking uh, Neil but for them it feels like a like for like but it looks like Mowbray's going to take over there yeah it's kind of like well they're not really getting anything out of it either um, yeah it's a bit of a weird one that isn't it yeah I think I'd be pretty disappointed to lose especially like obviously he was the first manager to get him promoted after so yeah. many years in League One it's so frustrating to um, lose him to and I've Obviously, Sunderland fans are going to think they're a much bigger club, but and they are a big club and they've got potential to, if they do well in the Championship, get up in the Premiership yeah. and stay there. But I think it's more, it's not like he's moved on to a Premiership club already or 
he's moved on someone in like a similar position to them at the minute. I know they've only just come up, but with the investment and the squad they've got there already, they probably will be competing around the top yeah. half of the championship. So it's not like a, a massive upwards jump for him. Um, but yeah, whether someone's going behind like closed doors, I know I said he didn't get a lot of investment in the summer, but I mean, he's still got quite a tidy team. So I don't, I don't think they needed that much investment. And then finished off the weekend, Luton drew 1-1 with Sheffield United. Mm. Luton have had a just a, a bang average start, haven't they, really? Um, so Good point for Sheffield United, I think. Yeah, on, it, on the road. it always... I mean, their home, home form's going to be class, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, obviously, they battered us when we went there. Just looking at the league table now, I think you Sheffield United, you expect to be up there. Norwich, you expect to be up there. Rotherham are up there with Hull and Reading so I think they're the three that you'd, you'd probably tip to be fighting in around the bottom at the start of the season mm-hmm. I don't think you'd have put them up up the top it's them lot Watford and us um, and if you look at towards the bottom Coventry will only played three games because of problems with the pitch Huddersfield who my tip guaranteed tip to go down <laughs> um, and then Swansea they've they've struggled Um Russell Martin still persisting with his style of play and he, I don't think he's going to change it anytime soon so I think to see how that one unfolds whether he uh, yeah, I mean, whether he ends up losing his job for it <laughs> like last season I get it because obviously they were like transitioning into that style of play but yeah. now he's had that the summer to invest in players want to play that way it, you don't get much time now it's going to no, be like no. you either start getting used it's got to, to it it's got to pay off on it no? yeah you either start getting results or we're going to have to change the direction and I think if he carries on in the form they're on at the minute and they're still down there come six, seven games time, like leading into the, the World Cup break, mm. I think I think he'll be gone and they'll, they'll look in a different direction. So yeah, moving on from Saturday, we um, obviously had the five-minute warning on Sunday night. The two and a half million sign they reported it as, yeah. Dominic Hayam. Um, quite a good signing really, isn't it? Like an experienced championship defender. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pleased with it, yeah. If you look at his record for commentary, it's... Right, he's played over 40 games in the two league campaigns full league campaigns he's played for him anyway um, one and a half tackles per game one and a half interceptions per game um, but yeah doesn't get drilled pass often I think his passing is alright but I think um, he's not he's not being brought in to do that he's been brought brought in to shore up the defence and give us like that experience that we need and yeah um, yeah, it looks like a good sign. I don't think we had two and a half million to spend. I don't know whether that's depend. Like we're expecting <laughs> something the, the the Diaz sale. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when you listen to like what we were saying in his uh, in his first interview, you, you know, it, it all suits um, what you know Thomason's uh, trying to build. When he's like, you know, like, my, my primary role is to you know defend and yeah. keep the ball at night and uh, keep the ball at the net and then uh, and then build from there and play out from the back and uh, and yeah be a ball playing defender which yeah. is, you know it's, it's what you want to hear I think yeah because like I said when I watched Coventry like in the last couple of couple of weeks and last couple of months they've been that like one touch passing that we've tried to play and that playing out from the back is important and obviously playing so many games for Coventry I think their fans are devastated that he's left so mm. obviously on Twitter is it just can't believe he's gone. And that the pictures of him, like the um, holding the shirt, is obviously not cracking a smile. Probably knackered, probably travel all day yeah. to the photo shoot and stuff. 
No, he'd be like, oh, it doesn't look happy to be there. Doesn't look happy to be there. Well, you wouldn't sign a contract if you weren't happy to be there. You don't want to be there, you just leave. Um, and I think Rovers, the Rovers Twitter had me had a bit of a laugh with it today, showing like, all the pictures where he's smiling and training and stuff. And I think that shut a lot of them up. Um, but yeah, I think we, we definitely need a, a striker. I think we need a goal scoring striker. Just a, I, I think today was 10 years since we signed Jordan Rhodes. Yeah. And, and I always say it every year we need another Jordan Rhodes. We, we, we were in Tenerife, weren't we, when we uh, signed him? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 10 years. That, was, that is scary, that, isn't it? What a player as well. What a mm. player. Um, so, yeah. But what else has been happening in the world of football? We had the Champions League draw. Yeah. And that was uh, Thursday. Uh, I lost track of the days. Thursday, Thursday night, right? Right? I think it were. Um, some very interesting ties uh, mm. um, I mean the Rangers group's got to be like you, the one that most people are going to be interested in Rangers, Liverpool Ajax and Napoli as well yeah. um, I feel sorry for Vittoria Pleasant in the same group as Barcelona Bayern Munich and Inter Milan I think yeah it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting for them isn't it <laughs> a very tough six games <laughs> very it's tough. going to be a bit of a struggle I think um, yeah. yeah I mean AC Milan Chelsea Salzburg and Zagreb is not going to be an easy group because um, obviously Salzburg are quite a good like, quite a good teams and Zagreb is not an easy place to go away from home no um, and like Chelsea haven't, again haven't got off the, to the best start this season they've, they've struggled really so whether they perform better in Europe than they are doing the rest of the I don't know but it's not the easiest of groups unlike Manchester City's group <laughs> <laughs> Sevilla uh, Haaland going back to Dortmund I'm sure they'll be yeah. happy to see him back in his form smashing up a hatch for the weekend and he just... well I, I was saying the other day actually how often does it happen or how often do you see it where um, you know like, uh, like a big player will change clubs and then they'll they'll go back go there back in, the, uh, in the Champions League yeah <laughs> um, again it's going to be a tough group for Copenhagen definitely um, Porto Atletico Madrid Leverkusen Club Bruges bit of a I don't think there are many people taking no, no, interest. No. And then Frankfurt, Tottenham, Sporting Lisbon, and Marseille—that is probably the best draw you could ask for as a Spurs fan. Obviously, getting the Europa League winner rather than um, a part one team in mm. Frankfurt. Um, you could have easily got a stronger team in pot three than Sporting Lisbon. And then I think Marseille is quite a tough pot four team, but. I think if you're a Tottenham fan, you got to fancy beating all them at home and getting a couple of good results away as well. Yeah, I think um, you know you, you pretty much get. It sounds a bit. You know, say it sounds a bit arrogant. That I, I, I know I'm not a Spurs fan, but like, if a Spurs fan said, um, you know, oh, oh, I would definitely qualify. It sounds a bit arrogant, but you can't think, argue with me. Yeah, you, no, you can't. Yeah, um, <coughs> and then. Um, Real Madrid, Leipzig, Shakhtar and Celtic with I think the next are playing in Poland or is it Krakow they're playing? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, we had friends down from Glasgow this weekend with the Kevin Bridges gig on Friday night and obviously they were happy with the draw. Real Madrid's a massive game. I don't think they've played them for like 40 years nearly so mm. it is a big draw for them but again it's a, a tough group as well. You, you're not going to get a, any away from home it's going to be tough at all three of them games and I mean you're probably looking at Shakhtar as the, the games you're going to try and get points mm. from really um, Real Madrid home and away is going to be 
it's more about the spectacle really than the result I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think you're almost writing that off mm-hmm. I, I mean you, you you do never know like, yeah. you know, like Celtic Park under the lights you know like, well, like the Scottish teams in Europe like it's that atmosphere in it and yeah. they haven't produced like special results like obviously them beating Barcelona a few years ago and stuff and Rain, obviously Rangers form last year in the Europa League mm. um, like that home advantage um, gives them that boost and you can't really argue against it but again like against Real Madrid it's going to take more than just an atmosphere it's going to take an unbelievable performance from the team yeah. to be I think if you look at the, probably the wage bill of one Real Madrid player you're probably <laughs> talking more than Celtic and Rangers win <laughs> together um, first time that both old firm clubs have been in the Champions League for is it 14 years yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good thing for uh, Scottish football yeah definitely um, I think if they can hold I think both teams will be looking at getting third place I, I think realistically yeah, I, think, I, think, I think both would be pretty pleased with that um, especially Rangers with you know going back into the Europa League for the uh, the knockout stages and yeah. the last few years have been incredible and not, not just last season um, you know some of the results they've got in the knockout stage in the Europa League have been fantastic yeah. I, think, I think it would have been harsh on them you know when you think about that that run they went on Last season, yeah, not, to not qualify. Get, yeah, got Champions League been really hard. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think they, they almost deserve that. Yeah, I think um, I think Celtic will be looking at Dunes to try and like pit them to third place. I think for Rangers it's going to be tough because literally any of them. I mean, you, you're going to think Liverpool are going to top the group, but any of Ajax and Apple who get a second, mm. and, it's going to depend on Rangers' home games and everything. Yeah, you kind of. I think if you're Rangers, you're kind of looking at one of either Ajax or Napoli just to have an off campaign. You know, yeah. You know, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you need happen. you need Liverpool to go and get results against Ajax and Napoli as yeah, well. Like, as well, yeah. Before to stop them getting results, I mean, you need to like try and add a beat or nick a point off Liverpool somewhere. But yeah, you, you could do Liverpool going to Ajax and Napoli and getting three or four and getting the morale down but yeah um, yeah it's going to be a tough group for them I mean Liverpool's not going to be easy Ajax is going to be a tricky place to go. I think the problem is like especially for Rangers and Celtic you look at the plot like I think especially Rangers group Rangers and Celtic have to be on the top of the game every week because of the title charge whereas probably Ajax don't mm. and there's probably not that expectation on Napoli um, to to like compete at the top of the league I know they probably aim to but there's not that expectation of going to games and winning every week, yeah. so they'll probably look forward more to the Champions League games and can like rest a few players at the weekend and still get the win. Where Rangers mm. don't have that luxury because they need to you need to win every game to, to challenge for the title. Um, I mean, Liverpool can rest as many players at their squad depth <laughs> and the money they spend is just like, you can't compare it to any of the three in the group. Well, so. I think you said both Liverpool and City, couldn't you? Um, yeah, the depth's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and then the last group is PSG, Juventus, Benfica, and Maccabi Haifa. Again, Maccabi Haifa's got a very, very tough group. You're probably looking at, I mean, as it's as it stands, uh, like the PSG and Juventus top, you're probably looking at how the group will finish, really, aren't you? Mm. PSG flying at the minute. I know they drew it the weekend, but that front four is just just ridiculous, and you fancy them to beat anyone on if they all perform to how they should perform, really. Yeah. Um, didn't really watch much of the Premiership this weekend, did you? No, um, 
obviously I've out all day Saturday and got back in and watched match of the day obviously uh, uh, you know everyone was like waiting for it just to see Liverpool's uh, nine yeah, goals nine goals <laughs> Um, I mean, it's yeah, funny it because it's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? It's funny because we spoke about like there was a tweet, wasn't there, after um, after Newcastle Man City game, and it said Bayern Munich have beaten this team seven 0 PSG won seven one, and Newcastle got a draw against City. It's the best league in the world. And yeah. a week after, yeah. Liverpool win nine <laughs> nil. Um, I think Bayern drew one one away. I think PSG drew one one as well, and it was just like nothing ever gets. Well, like, no, no, they weren't all of a sudden turning around and saying, "Oh, the French league's the best league yeah, in the world." And, and, like, you know, the, the people that were saying it last week, this week, just kind of like, well, let's ignore them results. Let's just <laughs> yeah. move on. Let's see Um But yeah, it was. Um, I think Scott Park has been. I, I would say it's unfairly. unfairly I, I sad, think it's always. But I mean, if you look at his interview after the game um, complained about like, obviously the, the quality of his squad and stuff and mm. I mean I think um, they've only spent like 26 million in the summer and they signed like Joe Roth on a free yeah. you've got like two other free transfers and then like two signings at like 12 and a half million pound each and it's not like, enough like, it's not like like if Fulham went up and spent like 30 million you can understand it because they walked the championship last year they were easily the best team yeah. so you could go mm. make a couple of adjustments and then stay up but the way the championship was last season it was like Fulham and then it was like kind of like three or four teams yeah you know it, it was just well, like for, it, for, it was almost a lottery as did, to who got that for second place third Forest like ran out because so. did a form of that beat Forest at home to secure promotion yeah and that was like yeah, a key it, yeah. game weren't it yeah so like Forest were in the closest they've gone up as well in the playoffs and they've spent like near about four four and a half billion now they've signed about yeah. <laughs> 92 different players <laughs> I saw a tweet today Steve Cooper trying to do a, a squad builder of all the yeah. team <laughs> and they're on that 19th player they're like close to signing Willie Bolly today um, but yeah just, it is unfair but I think they put they put a good fight against uh, Spurs on Sunday did you watch that game? yeah, yeah. I did yeah uh, Lots of talks about good. Chip Richards and doing his uh, kick ups yeah, in the corner yeah. and getting flat. I just, I, 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 my reaction would be this: I, I, I can't stand it, mate. I don't think you can do that and then complain about the tackle. You, you know that if you yeah. do that, you're going to get yeah. kicked. So it's, it's either do that and get kicked and be happy with it, or just don't do it. At Jamie all. Carey was absolutely fuming. Quite, I don't think he, he likes Richards in any way. No, mm. they've got that. He's got a bit, a bit of a toxic relationship yeah. on social media and stuff. But got a bit of a vendetta against him, anyway. Yeah. But it was, yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's. People want to see that. It's entertaining. If you want to see people doing yeah. skills and stuff, I just think, like, the way you did it, it's not like. I mean, it's cross for Harry Kane. That's that's skillful. Like, doing mm. kick ups in the corner under no press is not skillful. But if you, like, shrug someone off the ball and with outside of your foot, put it on a plate for your strike to head in, that is skill. That's entertaining. But I don't think what he did. Is entertaining. It's just doing no. kick ups in the corner. It's like someone said. It's like what you do at pro clubs in dead time. Right? <laughs> kick ups and someone smashes you. Um, but yeah, what were the other games for at the end? Uh, I just mentioned then. Oh, uh, right, Liverpool. Huh? Oh yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Parker getting sacked. Yeah, Parker yeah, getting uh, sacked. I, I think it's. I, I, I think <clears throat> if you win your opening game. And then, you know, the next three 
are the the best three teams in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, they're playing uh, Liverpool, obviously on Saturday, then they got beat by Arsenal and got beat by City as well. So yeah. it's like, well, you you won't you just coming up, you're almost writing them games off immediately. Yeah, you don't expect anything. So it's games, like. Like the, the one game you should have won. What do you expect him to do? Almost? Right. So that's well, what I feel anyway. Yeah, the one game where like you'd probably you'd be expecting, to, not expecting to win, but you'd be happy to like try and snatch a win Rose Villa and they did beat them. Yeah. So like, I think, but again, I don't think it's a results thing. I don't think you can, I don't think you can go out on telly nowadays and start slagging board members off and slagging owners off. I think you need to do that in private and say... Yeah, possibly like, so, but I, I mean, it's not really the first time we've seen it Obviously, not like slagging board members off, like as individuals, but managers, you know, being kind of let down and yeah. expressing that they feel let down um, by their uh, lack of support financially, I suppose. Yeah, but I think I don't. I don't think he meant it in like a bad way. Like obviously, it wasn't he wasn't saying it after every game. I think no. he was just talking about the, the Liverpool team in general is far superior to his Bournemouth squad, which it is. I don't think anyone disagreed yeah. with him. Mm. Um, but yeah, they said something about like the club vision being not being how how we want to be as a club and stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's being realistic and it? it's not going to be able to compete at Liverpool. No, like nine 0 is a tubbing, but um, yeah, it's just a strange one, really. Um, United got a good win Saturday afternoon. Did you watch? Oh, you yeah. watched that? No, um, cricket, weren't you? No. Um, Chelsea two one Leicester about a stink and start. I think um, any of them managers either Gerard, Rogers or Lampard would be happy that Thingy's actually gone because they're not going to be the first ones. Yeah. To go. <laughs> I, I texted you and after Villa result the weekend. I said like he's got two more games and that's him gone. I think. I think I think it probably will be Gerard. Um, I I think it'd be harsh if it's Rogers just with how well he's done at Leicester. I think Leicester fans with a portion of the support the expectations have just gone through the roof yeah like, um, I think like there's been like a summer of purge where like they've lost so many players and Smeichel's gone and like they're going to sell for Fauna to Chelsea for 80 million but they've not they've not actually signed anyone no. they've not actually had that so he could be the same as Parker where he comes out and says like I'm not happy with this not happy. but he's not he's kept it private whereas I think um the second if he, if he had, I don't think he will but if he ever did come out and say well can you blame me like after the summer we've had yeah. I think their owners will do the same thing possibly whereas Gerard doesn't really have that excuse he's spent money and I, th- I think when he stripped Tyrone Mings the captaincy and when he came out with the comments on and there's, like, there's also the, the, the thing of um, like Gerard has got nowhere near as much credit in the bank you know no. you look at the, the, the things that uh, Rodgers has done yeah, like Leicester the FA Cup winners. Winning so. the FA Cup and, well, they should really qualify for Champions League at least twice, shouldn't they? So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's got that, he's got like a bit of a more leeway with the Leicester fans because of what he's achieved in the past rather than, yeah. Like, Gerard, I don't think he's got that. Gerard yeah. just turned up one a few games, I mean, you know. <laughs> has, he, has he even done that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's another thing. Um, so, yeah, we've got another um, section this week. In the podcast, uh, we'll be a different topic every week. It's gonna be top five, and this week's section is goals seen live. So, not talking about on the telly, not talking about um, like replays and in stuff person. like that. It's in person, and it could be 
it could be anything, even if it's like an opposition player. I was very close to putting Tierra Reeves goal against us <laughs> in, in the Darwin end where he cuts in from the riverside and pings it, pings it top bin. That were very close to making the top five list. Plus, it's not just like world is, it's going to be like the overall football, the meaning of the goal, and like the situation as well that's going to like come into this list as well. So, I've done my list, my top five goals. Um, you might agree with me, you might not. You might think, why is it put that in there? If you've got any that you think are better than these goals, just shout them out. And if to be one, fair, I think there's only one in your list that... Actually, I might not have even been there for that one. The Nzonzi uh, one against uh, Everton. I think I was... Yeah, I, mean, I might have been there. I'm not sure. Yeah, you would have been in 2010, 2011. Don't know. <laughs> so, my number one one is David Bentley versus Salzburg in the in the UEFA Cup. Um, if anyone wants to get it up and see it, the McCarthy uh, might have Nanda jumps up for a header. Yeah, on the right hand side, on, right yeah. on the riverside, and Bentley just chests it down and smashes a volley over the keeper's head into the top corner. And I don't think just not just because it's like a, a good strike; it's like a quality of opposition. It, it sealed the tie for us more or less that was us going through to the next round yeah. and it was a big goal for us and, and Bentley at the time was on fire I think that season he was probably unplayable and that's probably what sealed his move to Tottenham um, the form he had that season um, my second one is Enzonzi versus Everton uh, I think we actually lost the game 3-2 in the end I think Arteta scored a late penalty yeah maybe um, um, but Jason Roberts there was scored. another brilliant goal in that game <laughs> Jason, Jason Roberts was scored but I think uh, that was like Enzonzi's um, that announced himself on the scene we all knew he was like a good and tidy player but just the way he turned and opened his body and like, smashed it past um, Tim Howard in the net um, Was it, it's like a like a peach for strike now like, it's weird like I'm looking at the list now I'm looking at my old list that I've made and I'm like, starting to disagree with it because I think like how can you have top five goals still live and not one of them's two guy? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But I think, like, if I'm putting two guy in it, it's just going to be like yeah, five two guy goals. Five two. <laughs> so, like, so a new section, <laughs> top five goals in live brackets, <laughs> not, not two guys. Because, <laughs> like, you could literally pick five two guy goals that probably <laughs> could compete against these goals. Like, you think, like, his volley against Tottenham, volley against Fulham, his, his goal and he put was it FC Basel where we played in the away kit at home yeah I mean, that's three goals there I think a class straight away that mm. I've seen live I didn't see the one against Reading and then like, I'm trying to think of like the world he's scored away that, I'm, that I didn't see so yeah he's went to Birmingham didn't he yeah in that yellow kit in the bumblebee kit yeah <laughs> I went there that night so I can't put that in but yeah like them three goals there they probably go straight at the top of the list but I just don't want to put them in because everyone, everyone mentions that Two guy, you're boring. You score well, you're boring. <laughs> um, about the one against top, we, 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 we thought the one against yeah, top. Yeah, one, yeah, the week, yeah. yeah. But that were in dark, you, don't, you can't see it, can you? Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it. Waiting for back at net to ripple so, like. Top five like, goals in line, not two guys, you've got to be in the bottom. In front of Blackburn then. A third one is Pedersen versus Burnley in the FA Cup. I just think because of, obviously, how late it was, um, Obviously, a massive game against Burnley at home. Um, yeah, it, it was quite. It was, it was a decent strike as well. I think any other game, it's probably like 
more remembered as being a class strike. I think just because yeah. it was like a last minute goal against Burnley, it doesn't get talked about enough that the fact how good of a strike it was. Um, and also, someone said it was on his weaker right foot, but I don't think Pedersen had a weak foot. He could do it with the ball, so it didn't really matter. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm in a bit of a difficult position with this one, considering I was only two at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Benny McCarthy versus Liverpool. I think that was the, the Boxing Day game. Yeah, it was yeah. 2007. I mean, it is only like a five yard tap in, but. Two guys passed. It's two guys step over. Sends Gerard for an hot dog, plays a forty yard pass on the ground <laughs> through like eight players. Pedersen runs onto it, squares. Gerard's still looking for him now, isn't <laughs> yeah. Gerard's still looking out wide, like who's he knocked it out to? Um, and just McCarthy taps it at like in the middle of the net, and just I think like them goals aren't. I think when you talk about like, players now, sure. Yeah, I think it's easy to like talk about the worldly strikes and stuff but I think there's nothing better than seeing someone play the passes that two I used to play and I, I think I think the standard of opposition makes it better the way it's like completely sold two guys uh, completely sold Gerard the dummy as well and like the way to pass and Pedersen's run and it's just, everything about it's just superb but yeah for the last goal I'm going back to another screamer which was Craig Bellamy versus Middlesbrough at all mm. um did he score a hat-trick that day? I know he won 3-2. He, 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 he definitely got two, didn't he? Yeah, he scored a solo um, one out the Darwin end. Yeah, but he, he was on an insane run at the time, wasn't he? It was yeah. like, like five goals in seven games or something. Yeah, he was a good player, Bellamy. Even better than that. But but. Yeah. I always remember that, because at the time, they used to show the um, like the replays on the, on the big screen after he'd yeah. scored. And literally, as he hits it, it's like, it's like going out for throwing like yeah. the Jack Walker side it's it almost just, like on the on the byline yeah and it just like flies back in like just inside the post and I think uh, Bellamy was unplayable that season and we just we were just unlucky that we we only got to see him for um, for one season at Rovers I don't, I don't think he could have turned down the move to Liverpool but it would have just happened for another season I think we really could have pushed for that champion because that season we probably should have got Champions League yeah. really yeah unlucky weren't we we were unlucky in the end but I think if we'd have just kept him for another season and like, improved in some other positions we, we probably could have like, snuck Champions League the season after mm. have you got any um, honourable mentions that you want to throw in I'm trying to think it's, it's all out of here it's obviously like you're right sweet. well we have yeah but like <laughs> Are you just, if you include them, it's like are you just including them because it's like a world in like a, a big goal, recent or yeah. I think nostalgia makes them better. Yeah, I, well. I think as well. Well, that's what I was about to say. Your experience, like growing up watching Rovers, completely different to mine. You know, <laughs> um, somebody Steve Keen and all, all that growing up. So <laughs> Owen Coyle. Um, I had to watch it as well. Yeah, I didn't start. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, I mean Armstrong. I, I think you've got. I've got to have an Armstrong goal in there because he, he scored some. Moment. We missed I mean, quite a few goals. Goal didn't we? I, I should. Yeah, we didn't. It's goals in live, Lewis, isn't it? Yeah. Because like uh, the one from the halfway like, that against Coventry or Cardiff, like that. That's like behind closed doors goals. Yeah. Um, There's some rockets he scored. 
Like some of Charlie Hunger's free done. kicks, like the one at South End away and stuff like, like thirty yeah. yard. Like the one against Brentford away, thirty yard free kicks are class goals, but you just don't I think it is like a nostalgia tax where you look back on them games and think that was such a big goal. But yeah. and like there'll be people in like 10, 15 years time that'll look back on them goals and say, Oh, I could have goal that goal with that. Um I think like for what it meant at the time, like Dunnies against but that, that, yeah. last minute, I, th- I think that's yeah, that was that be was a, close to be in there just um, because it was like on the bounce, leaning away from goals, like the technique to keep it down and squeezing the bottom corner was class, and that, obviously yeah. again the importance of the goal and just the atmosphere after it went in was unbelievable. I think that to keep yourself that calm after scoring a goal, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he's done it. Until, yeah. I mean, even his a goal against the. Um, Goal against them in the Prem game, like we beat them three two. Like the touchdown and that like smash into the bottom corner, that's still like a, a, a cracking goal. Yeah, I don't think I've really got any more honourable mentions for top five goals, unless you've got any. No, I can't. I can't I mean, every <laughs> yeah, every world I think of is like away from home where I've not been. Like, yeah. But yeah, I think because like obviously you see them. Right on One goal I did like was um, remember Jordy Gomez's free kick against MK Ons. Yeah, last minute that was good. Yeah. Enjoyed that one. <laughs> um, trying to think what else we've had. Uh, no, I'll talk to me. I honestly can't think of any more. Tell you what, I'll, I'll get a list uh, drawn up for next week. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, we'll go through mine. We'll go through next week and see if you. Uh, See we come in a new ones. Um, so yeah, moving on to our starting eleven quiz again, because no one else has offered to come on the podcast and be an opponent in the quiz. Um, so we have got Blackburn Rovers five three win away in September twenty twelve against Bristol City. I was at this right. game as well. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So England played a 4 4 2. Mm. England played. Rovers Ro- Ro- played a 4 4 2. That was Mike Bassett coming out Rhodes, he's he got a hatchet, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't get a hatchet. No, he scored two. two. That was his debut, though. Um, left back. Martin Olsen? No, but it is Olsen. Or right, Markison. <laughs> uh, Hanley? No. Mm. Uh, Dan. Scott, Scott Dan, yeah. yeah. He scored that day as well. I yeah. think he scored the, the fourth one and later on. Right back. Adam Henley. No. No. Uh, Would have been net Robinson in net. Robinson was in net. Yeah. That's four in midfield. Yeah. Jason Law. (laughs) No. I just think Uh, that who who we signed that summer. Oh, Murphy. Yeah. Two. Yeah, <laughs> the dynamic duo. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Dan Murphy and Dixon into <sighs> four maker in there. Nope. Machina. Nope. Yeah. Pedersen. Pedersen played that day, yeah. Right, so who's left side then? No, Pedersen was oh, left Pedersen side. Oh, Pedersen was left side. two in the middle, and there was a right side midfielder. How many letters? Seven. Did we sign that summer? Or I honestly don't know when summer is. Honestly, he's an outcast. Like I, I don't think he'll, if we were here all day, I don't think he'd get him. Seven letters. Yep. Hmm. Outcast because he was like terrible. Or... Yeah. Like I think like if you put him like worst Rovers really? team, he'd probably be there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many first team games he played, but he started this one. <laughs> doing, doing his ego a lot of favors here, obviously. <laughs> um, what about the other striker? And that is a five. Oh, Gomez. Yep. Nuno Gomez. The legend Nuno. How does Steve Keane sign him? <laughs> uh, right, so I forgot. Uh, I need a centre back. So you got a right back and a centre back, and then you got a right and field. Right mid. Hmm. As I've said, Dan. Uh, was it like? Uh, was that some filling in at centre back or was it an actual centre back? An actual centre back. Mm. Lennon. No. Lennon? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's 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 that. That. It's a bloody while ago for Lennon. Yeah, well. It's ten years ago. Though, so where would he have been? He would have been like 16, wouldn't he? No, oh, give away. How old is now, Lennon? I don't know, I'd say 28. Let's have a look at what it is. That wet nest day. <laughs> well, he's 28, yeah. So he would have been. Yeah, I'm good on it. So he would have been 18 at the time. Well, I'm for it, Academy. <laughs> So the centre back has five letters. Five letters. Do you play a lot of games? Yeah. Oh, what the hell? I'm going to kick myself if I don't get it. <laughs> um, do you want me to sign him? When we signed him? Yeah. Uh, we signed him in prep but a few years before that. I think I think Paul Lynch might have signed him but I might be wrong might have been Allardyce might have been Allardyce that January but it might have been Paul Lynch that summer 
I remember him like at the start. Jeeva. Yeah. He's got a right back and a right mid. Jesus Christ, this is a brutal right hand side for Blackburn. Right, so it's the right back three letters. If it is, it's over. Yeah. Right. Bradley were at right back. And in front Bradley of him. Or, there's absolutely no did, way did all three of their goals come down that side uh, <laughs> that day uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they did they tore Port 1 in early on I can't remember the other two goals <laughs> it was like, it was like, I think it was 1-1 one, one going into like the 80th minute and then yeah, Gomez like scored they like scored seven minutes, yeah. Yeah. Rashina scored they scored Dan scored Rose scored right mid I was like let me uh, google nationality oh my god before you said seven letters I was going to say like Fabio Nunes Mm -hmm. you're on on the right lines really yeah what what is Portuguese as well oh I don't know um I mean, oh my god yeah it is a different one is that Portuguese just a different guy with the same name that was a footballer who <laughs> Portuguese probably better than <laughs> it was weird for three years which is just mad played five games for us oh my god I've got no chance here all this season Weren't really seeing it to memory, were it? it so, finished like seventeenth. On his Wikipedia, right? He played four. Three, oh, six, this nine, is gonna be brutal, 12, isn't it? 15, 16 teams and his club, <laughs> club career statistics were the only team he played for. Oh dear. Yeah, proper Steve Keen player then. <laughs> so his five games were beating one nil at home to Wigan. Was that the was that the relegation night? Yeah, it was. Oh my god! One another win against Hull, two one win against Leicester. Was a championship one with Pedersen's walking stick, and then he played in the three three draw against Leeds. Also on holiday, and then obviously played. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. After that. Anderson. No. Brazilian. That. No, the, the 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 what is it? Miles Anderson. Yeah, like this guy is Brazilian. Oh right. No, you're Scottish. Born in South. Well, we're centre Anderson, we're centre off as well. But I was just thinking like seven letters. Yeah. <laughs> Anderson's eight letters as well. Head's gone. Head's gone. A seven round bend is this one <laughs> who is it just tell me put me out of misery if anyone gets this I'll be very surprised um, Bruno Riviero oh yeah him oh yeah, him yeah. no no that no. legend yeah <sighs> Riviero my god probably got a match tax on him somewhere <laughs> panini sticker might start collecting them again so what year. game did he play in Prem the Wigan the Wigan I don't think he, he must not have started but he must have been in the squad let's have a look uh, I seem to remember him playing more that season than I haven't seen somehow I 
was it, 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 it might have had a cup game but sure it would have said if he played a cup game yeah. you can't really see much about him <laughs> yeah good reason Bruno Seals Rovers deal that's 12th of August 2001 uh, 2011 so um, who would have been manager then Shock. <laughs> That's bad that he played five games in a row for us. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> a skillful. This is like the Brazilian fullback arrives on a free transfer, signed a three year deal. A skillful attack minded defender. <laughs> Having won the Brazilian second division title, oh where, my God. where he was considered the best right back in the division. <laughs> that, that prestigious league. <laughs> One of the best in the world in Brazilian second division. So it's like the best right back as well. It's like no one wants to grow up to be a Gary Neville. <laughs> no one wants to be a right back. Yes. Oh, shocking. We're not going to play anywhere else. <laughs> shocking. Yeah. So, yeah, that wraps up the start. No, it is. Um. So yeah, we've got Blackpool away tomorrow night, Bristol City, mm, Saturday. City on Saturday, so we will record the next podcast probably Monday. Yeah, because we've got no midweek game after Bristol City, have we? So. Have we not? No. Mm. No, because it's Br- Bristol and then Wigan. Yeah. Wigan away, another local derby. Yeah. So mm. we will... We've got to record it Monday, we've got a couple of days and haven't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Right. Well, that is all from us today at Killer Street Noise. Mm-hmm. We will speak to you very shortly. And if you could all give us a follow and a yeah. like. Remember us to uh, follow on Spotify, podcast, Twitter, all the usual. Yeah. <laughs> and get in touch on Twitter, it's at Kidder, ST Noise ask us any questions if you want to volunteer to come on the podcast and again just waffle some shit about Black and Rovers for an hour <laughs> anyone is welcome honestly we have no you don't need to be a Black and Rovers super fan like so you can just come and waffle on about anything um, but yeah we'll see you next time see you next time Podcast Network.